0: Welcome everyone to another episode of Modern Day Wizards. I'm Callan, and today I'm joined by Jonathan Roseland of Limitless Mindset who I've been following for several years now and he is kind of one of the prominent voices in the biohacker community. So I'm really happy to have him on the show and welcome.
1: Hey Kalen. yeah, uh, great, to, great, to, great to meet you. People might be wondering why it's red <laughs> behind me, and that is because of because of lasers.
0: Lasers, yeah.
1: lasers, yeah,
0: yeah. Nice. And, so it's uh, nighttime well, where you are, right?
1: Yeah, I'm here uh, pretty far east in mm-hmm. Europe. So it's uh, yeah. I use a, a red light therapy device, and mm. I checked out the specs on the device. And it had like fifty thousand hours of lifetime on it. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to use this thing as my lamp in our uh, in 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 our bed chamber here mm-hmm. in 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 the evenings. It's a little bit better than using the uh, the the crappy halogen overhead light.
0: Totally, yeah. I think that's a good idea. And also, my audience, I've made several videos where I'm in red light. You know, I'll use red light at night to avoid getting woken up or preventing, you know, disrupting my sleep. So it's not so unusual on this channel. And I think that's a really good idea. You're also getting the benefits of, you know, just red light on the skin. Not only the benefits of approved sleep, but, you know, red light coming into the body is uh, generally a good thing for a lot of reasons.
1: Yeah. Right before I was talking to you, I did a 20-minute meditation session. And what I do is I lie down. And I shine the red light directly into the crown of my head, uh-huh. and it has uh, four different frequencies that have a uh, mitochondrial enhancing kind of effect. Mm-hmm. And then I do uh, meditation along with that, and it has kind. Of, it's it's like a, a it's like a photonic. Uh, nootropic kind of thing yeah. I'll do that in that, the evenings or to pep myself up to talk to a man with a beard in the wilderness
0: <laughs> yep well you know uh, I also used to do that kind of thing I would get those um, what do they call them like for a camera system outside you know it's like infrared so at the camera it's an, uh, called an illuminator but it's yeah. like 12, 12 bucks and you can put it up to your head I remember Dave Asprey talking about that he left one on his head for too long and he couldn't talk for like three hours or every time he would talk, it would be like random words in a jumbled up order. And it was like, he thought he had fried his brain basically. Have you ever had any experiences like that?
1: I've never done. So I've been doing biohacking stuff for a whole decade. Now Mm -hmm. I got all inspired by that movie Limitless. And then I've tried almost, almost almost, Every crazy health kind of thing that you can do, I and, and it's hard for me to come up with a time where there was a real negative result where I mm-hmm. where I jumbled my where I jumbled my brain. I yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I I can't say that I I can't say that I've in ten years of taking a bunch of different crazy supplements and smart drugs, mm-hmm. and I I can't say that i've ever had anything that was like that was anywhere near that severe that my uh, verbal uh formulation centers of my brain were jumbled but i dave was smart that he didn't record a podcast yeah but when when he was all jumbled like that uh-huh. you know the uh like nowadays we got like the you know the millennial generation of people that think that they should make videos and clips of them doing everything stupid that they might do. And then, Mm. you know, enshrine that forever on the, on the internet. And Dave was, Dave was wise. uh, (laughs) Dave was wise not to allow that. I
0: think you're probably right. I probably was wise, but you know, for my own selfish personal, I would have loved to have seen that. So uh, yeah. I haven't seen, I haven't experienced any negative effects from biohacking other than kind of minor things. Like if you, if you push yourself too hard on something or there's something specific which doesn't work for you. And that's kind of a thing, you kind of have to figure these things out for yourself, right, but like I can't do coffee. I can do caffeine, but for some reason I can't do coffee. Uh, I can do a tiny little bit of modafinil, but I can't do a whole thing of modafinil, right? So it's like everyone has to kind of figure these things out and that's kind of normal, that's kind of normal part of the path. But yeah, I've never experienced anything uh, scary like what, what Dave experienced in that situation. Yep, and you're drinking rhodiola tea. That's right. Gym. Well, so it's kind of uh, it's based on Dave Asprey's bulletproof coffee. You know, I went through his whole bulletproof coaching program and all this stuff. I worked with oh, Dr. Really? Mark Atziken. He was Atkinson. He was the medical director of the company. He was my private mentor for a year. So, uh, and I went to forty years of Zen really uh, for a week. So, you know, I, I guess I would say I am a pretty big biohacker. I don't talk about it too much on, on my channel, but yeah. Ah, uh, this is based. This is hot chocolate with coconut oil, uh, rhodiola, anaracetam, and phenoparacetam. So that's basically my secret drink after multiple years of experimenting.
1: Okay, that sounds like a powerful combination that would just taste like like something ungodly. Phenoparacetam <laughs> and anaracetam with herbs.
0: Well yeah, actually it tastes delicious. But oh, I forgot to mention I put stevia in there and that kind of, you know, okay. I don't e- I don't even notice the the Anorastam. But you know, the thing is I when I normally take, so before the podcast I took NR and phenylpurin right into the mouth out of the capsule. And then yeah. also I'm I'm sipping on it to give myself a slow feed of it. But, you know, I'm just so used to the disgusting stuff it it doesn't faze me anymore. People would probably think this is gross. Yeah, you're probably right.
1: Yeah, that that's a little bit that's probably a little bit hardcore for yeah. <laughs> for most people. Um, how, however, what, what you're taking are some of the top things that I recommend to people, which is that you have the racetams. And mm-hmm. the racetams are a category of pharmaceuticals that were... Paracetam was first discovered. It was back in the 60s, 1960s, in uh, Belgium. And since then, it's had over 600 human clinical trials that were done on it. It's been uh, demonstrated as one of the most safe and efficacious cognitive enhancers. And it is uh, relatively, relatively cheap and accessible. And it Paracetam uh, spawned some derivatives, aniracetam and phenylparacetam, among them, which are other cognitive enhancers. So they will, notably, notably they will improve your long-term memory. So uh, episodic memory, semantic memory, uh, facts and information, that tends to open up. And then you also get a more short-term effect. You typically get an effect within like um, 20, 30, 40 minutes of dosing them, of enhancing your verbal intelligence, your focus, you get a, a boost to your mood, typically about an hour after you take these, those particular Drugs and the racetams are quintessential smart drugs. Mm-hmm. And then, kind of on the other side of the spectrum of supplementation, things that are worth people's attention, is the adaptogens, which is this family of nutraceutical herbs. And many of them have been used since time immemorial in uh, traditional medicine, in Chinese traditional medicine. Russian traditional medicine, and the adaptogens have this uh, real. The adaptogens are more of a holistic health hack. The mm-hmm. adaptogens on on almost every domain of health that you can think of, from the immune system to uh, reproductive health to mental health. The adaptogens are going to give you just a bit of a bump. And frankly, rhodiola is, in my view, the king of the adaptogens. It's the best. If people want to simplify things with their health and they're like, oh my God, there's a million supplements out there and I know that I want to take something natural that's going to give me a holistic, uh, full body Human multiplication of my capacities, kind of effect. Rhodiola quality. Rhodiola uh, is is probably what I would direct people to, just Mm -hmm. to just to kind of simplify things. And I also take it in a tea, like you. It's it's Mm -hmm. pleasant to consume. It's good. Yeah, I
0: I like it a lot. Honestly, I would say it's probably well. I wouldn't say my first biohack because that was kind of THC really early in my life. But when I was a producer in the video game industry, I had a night where I. uh, didn't get any sleep. And I had like a giant presentation. Oh, shadow my dog. Sorry. Uh, I had a presentation to give and you know, I, you know, it's kind of a really stressful job. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, no sleep. What am I going to do? And I, I looked up on the internet, like, and it said, you know, try some rhodiola. I ran to the vitamin shop across the street and I had like one of the best days of my life. It worked without, without any sleep the night before. And at that point I was like, something's going on here. And then, uh, yeah. So rhodiola Siberian ginseng, I think is another really good one. Then there's schisandra. I kind of want to try adding those and uh, ginkgo and um, like astragalus. Like, what do you think about all those?
1: Okay. So yeah, rhodiola, you can kind of think of it almost like herbal modafinil. Rhodiola had, it distinguishes itself among the adaptogens with a wakefulness effect. And in fact, there was um a study that was done with uh, shift workers at uh, hospitals, you know, like like the people that have to work the night shift at hospitals, mm-hmm. who are like like half half awake. I can just imagine, <laughs> you know, what hell that yeah. must be on your nervous system. And they found that uh, rhodiola gave them an extra degree of uh, wakefulness and precision in their uh, their work there. And uh, so Siberian ginseng eleuthero is uh, is a quite good immune that's I think of that as the the immune hack mm-hmm. among mm-hmm. those. um and the there's a combination that is uh that was, it was referred to as adapt two thirty two and adapt two thirty two was a formula that the Soviets arrived at, which was combining Rhodiola, Scassandra, and Eleuthero. And they wanted a, yeah, they basically wanted to imbue the optimal, the highest level of resilience to uh, their cosmonauts, to uh, Soldiers that were fighting in the frozen, forlorn hills of Afghanistan to their uh, to their their athletes who you know they would put incredible pr- pressure on to uh, bring home bring home medals at the at the Olympics or whatnot and uh, yeah it's if you want to take the adaptogens to the next level the combination of those uh, three things uh, imbues quite a bit of uh yeah it has even more of a holistic uh effect Mm -hmm. and the schisandra tastes really really nice schisandra it's the five favor five flavor fruit and it's yeah you you gotta try schisandra at least Mm -hmm. once in your life and the the other herbs can often have kind of these weird earthy tastes. I kind of like the those earthy tastes, but some people don't. And so you have a little bit of Cassandra alongside and um yeah, it's uh it tastes it tastes brilliant. You'll really enjoy doing those as a tea. I do mm-hmm. recommend these as a tea because it's just it's just a lot nicer experience over taking capsules.
0: What do you think about so I I start my day. I generally do intermittent fasting nowadays, but um like people who are maybe doing the the ketogenic coffee type, or you know, they're drinking coconut oil and MCTs. Would Sandra, because you know it's a berry, so there's some amount of sugar in there or fructose. Do you think that that's going to interfere with the ketosis at all?
1: No, it's so minimal that mm-hmm. I I I I don't think it I don't think it would. Technically, technically, there's so there's kind of a a. Sp- Spectrum from uh, I, I see a spectrum from pragmatic to purist with the with the fasting and your and there's some people that say you need to have absolutely nothing going into your body like no water mm-hmm. whatsoever or else you're not or else you're not doing a doing a real fast and um, yeah I see that as a bit. Extreme, and I just finished actually uh, Dave Asprey's book, which was on fasting, and he uh, the book was called Fast This Way, and it addresses this question pretty good, which is that are you still going to get the benefits of fasting if you're doing if you're doing the intermittent fasting and you're taking some some supplements in the morning time, or you're doing, you're doing the butter coffee, or you're doing the coffee with the MCT oil in the morning, are you still essentially getting those, uh, those benefits of signaling that scarcity to your body? And the conclusion that he reached in the book was that, was that with a few exceptions, with a few exceptions, which would be something like doing a bunch of, uh, fish oil, in the morning, if you're doing a bunch of fish oil in the morning eh, you can't really say that you're doing intermittent fasting because that's kind of a lot of fat. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, if you're doing something like, uh, herbs and with schisandra, you're probably going to be, I mean, you're going to be taking like maybe five, 600 milligrams of schisandra. I, I really don't think that that, uh, small quantity and the even smaller quantity of, uh, the glucose that you might get from the the little bit of sweetness in it, I don't think that's going to mess with the uh, autophagy and the other benefits that you're getting out of the fasting.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. So I, I, we've kind of hit some of the major categories of biohack. We talked about light hacking a little bit, uh, uh, sleep hacking, uh, sort of the food. We talked about the supplements and um, the kind of different types. I'm curious. So Within the supplements, there's the, we talked about kind of the safer ones, the racetams are extremely safe, um, especially paracetam, which is the most well-researched, so you have to take a huge amount of it. So, you know, you know, phenoparacetam could be good. Uh, some of the, you know, herbs, the things that people have been doing for thousands of years. Then there's kind of the more... Uh, out there stuff that might be a little more dangerous and I, I would say modafinil is kind of um the go-to here you know modafinil is kind of the the limit the, the one that's kind of most like limitless you know which is a movie about you know basically biohacking someone finds a pill uh which basically makes him uh function far far beyond you know what he was before and including mm-hmm. everyone else around him so anyway so modafinil which is also a, a, a something that Helped me quite a bit, though of course it is something that you have to be careful with. What do you what is your advice to someone who's who's getting into biohacking and recognizing that everyone's a little bit different? And what is the best way to go about figuring out what works for you? Because I think Dave Asprey's strategy is you know, take a handful of herbs, you know, just just go for it, right? Just just you know, don't add one at a time, you know, that kind of stuff. So what is your general advice?
1: Well, it it depends on the person entire entirely like there's a lot of times i'll have some young guy that contacts me and he'll have a bunch of questions about like smart drugs and i'll just be like dude do 90 days with no porn no porn <laughs> for 90 days and go salsa dancing totally. and then tell me how you feel about your life bro mm-hmm. so uh, but sometimes um sometimes on the other hand I'll talk with uh, like someone who's uh, a little bit older and they've got some cognitive decline going on. And I'll talk to them about having a a full spectrum chelation thing going on. And for those who aren't familiar with it, chelation comes from the Latin word uh, cella, which means claw. Okay, and so chelation, a chelation agent, a chelation supplement is a supplement that can claw toxins out of your body, out of your tissues. And a lot of times the uh, buildup of toxins over the decades um, causes people severe health issues and cognitive decline. So, yeah, I, I tend to listen to people a little bit. Uh, before I make a a recommendation to them. But um, I do, if if people are looking for a little bit of like general kind of advice, I am a huge fan of the nootropics, of the smart drugs, because you take them and you'll, in all likelihood, in 80, 90% of the cases, you will feel something probably that day that you take them. You're going to be just a little bit more dangerous version of yourself rather quickly. It's not quite like meditation where it's going to take you two years of dedicated practice before you find that you're like a little bit better at managing stress or, well, it'll take you. You'll get stress management benefits earlier than that. But yeah, I'm, when people are interested in health stuff, I tend to like really push them in the direction of adding nootropics to whatever it is that they're doing because people need to, people tend to need, people tend to need a little bit of extra fuel in the motivational tank. Like people are, people have goals in life and they tend to fall short of those because of, they, they tend to come up with all these complicated, sophisticated reasons why they're falling short of their goals, when the reality is they probably just don't quite have enough biological fuel pushing them forward through this crazy world. So yeah, I usually start with... Uh, I, I, I am a big fan of the, the racetams. So often, yeah, often I will recommend those because as far as um, affordability, safety, and effectiveness, they are pretty hard to pretty hard to beat. Um, but the unfortunate thing is it, it seems to me I have been following a trend where it seems to me that the racetams may become a bit harder and harder to to get one's hands on. Um, There was, for example, I'm not sure if you saw this, there was a great vendor in the United States called science.bio that would provide um, COA-verified, purity-verified lab-tested in America, paracetam, and would do so uh, quite affordably. And they, announced just recently that they're going out of business hinting that it had a lot to do with regulation. And I've seen this trend over the over the past couple of years because I've been I've been obsessed with this whole field for about a decade. I've seen this trend that more and more of the Paracetam, racetam vendors are getting uh, pushed out of business by regulation. So I I do hope that it you know that it stays available for a long time, but I have a bit of trepidation about that. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that's a, it's a little bit of a scary thought. You know, something as innocent as um, like paracetam not being available—it's kind of a a bad sign. So, uh, I I wanted to talk a little bit about. So, okay, so my my story was I eventually, you know, I, I started adding Siltep and um, the racetams and and basically I got to a point where I had honed it down to something I can consistently every day feel like, Oh my gosh, I'm so capable and I can maintain this without any downsides day after day after day after day. And, you know, I got to the point at work, you know, I was the producer, which means that you're, you have to understand the technical details of every aspect of what's going on, but also you have to deal with all the interpersonal stuff and all the different personalities and all the, all the politics and stuff like that. And, that was really daunting until I mastered the, you know, the supplements and stuff like that. And then it was at the point where I would just be there. It was like the world was going super slow. And I would just be like, you know, someone would start saying they'd be like a third of the way through their sentence. And I'd be like, Oh, I know exactly what he's saying and and what point he's going to make, but I have to wait, sit here and wait so so that I don't interrupt them because that's going to interfere with the conversation. They'll feel like I'm being rude. And it's just like, you get to this point where you're kind of, you kind of, like gone super saying, right. And you're kind of beyond what everyone else is. And this kind of isolates you in a way, you know, uh, I'll I actually end up losing all my friends, right. Because you also, it's kind of like a little bit of a red pill. You wake up to what's going on in the world. Cause you have the energy to actually take the time to figure it out and, and, and think clearly about it. And so you kind of remove yourself, the world, you kind of make yourself, you kind of become Better than everyone else in a way. And I'm wondering what your thoughts on that, because it seems like there's almost an ethical problem, you know, of like, oh, I'm kind of removing myself from the herd and maybe, maybe I should stay there. So did you wrestle with that at all? You mentioned
1: Modafinil mm-hmm. earlier.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And were you using Modafinil at the time you were working? You were a video executive producer of video games?
0: I was a producer on video games. Yeah. We worked on. Uh, the, like the last big Lord of the Rings games. Um, so, yeah, I would, Daphne was kind of like every once in a while type thing, but generally Siltep and Anarestam, and um, uh, that's basically the gist of it, yeah.
1: Okay, so I did a video a while back that I called a quantum of psychopathy, and I actually did this video in some uh, some ruins of a uh, Roman City, Nearby, where I live here, if maybe people want to go check that out on my my Odyssey channel if they want to see an old an old Roman city. I know I know some of your audience is probably uh, mud flood believers. They probably don't believe in the Roman Empire, but I'm <laughs> telling you, I've, I've walked right by Roman cities hundreds and hundreds of times in my life. Go go check it out, guys. If you're skeptical, anyways, anyways. Sorry, sorry. That was a little bit of a little bit of a tangent from the, the very good, very deep, very uh, very uh philosophical yet um, <laughs> yet interpersonal yet you're saying you're saying are what should i do if i feel like my nootropics or my biohacking habit is creating a gulf between me and the other humans who sometimes seem inferior that surround yes, me yes exactly <laughs> okay so This actually has something to do with the nootropics it sounds like you were using, which is the racetams and particularly modafinil. Modafinil is the anti-empathy drug. Uh, I, I talked about this with another very, very knowledgeable, insightful biohacker a while back yeah modafinil will turn you into a little bit of a a psycho um,
0: <laughs> sociopath let's not go for a psycho
1: <laughs> so when i'm on modafinil i imagine that my thought process is something like the thought process of a psychopath where i Instead of just kind of like organically responding to people, I am playing this like 3D chess game in my head of like what should I do next that may seem normal to this uh, waiter. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I would I recommend modafinil in extreme moderation Uh modafinil will definitely have an effect on your personality if if you do a lot of modafinil if you do it with some frequency you are going to become a bit more like a uh, character in an ayn rand novel so um yeah maybe not so much modafinil and then the racetams will have it's not quite the same it's not quite the same but yeah they are gonna turn you into a more calculating kind of person, and that is why I do recommend cycling there's um there's some people that will they'll they'll find a stack that works for them that they like and then they'll just take that for like three four years and y- you can have a productive three four years that way you can uh, build a build a, a company or whatever in that time but i highly recommend doing a doing a cycling strategy and you want to also of course do things like meditation i believe that you're into that and mm-hmm. that will uh yeah that will establish that baseline kind of uh kind of empathy because uh yeah if if you're just if you're doing really hardcore smart drugs all the time you're going to become yeah, you're going to kind of become a a, a Steve Jobs or uh, or what, what was the name of the, the the chick the theranos chick that just uh, got in got in so much trouble? Not uh, sure. You know, you know that blonde chick that built that company that turned out to be that big crazy fraud, and she just got uh, she just got sentenced to I think eight eight years in jail, something like that.
0: That's starting to sound familiar, but yeah, I don't know the details or her name. Yeah, yeah. Um so when So the risk is, so it seems like becoming more capable, you know, and it may be something specific. I think I think you're right about modafinil for sure. It's something specific about modafinil which kind of puts you into a sociopathic type mindset. But just becoming even more capable of thinking linearly, like a computer, which the RASTAMS can help you with, it's kind of gonna lead you more towards a you know, almost like pragmatic or, you know, the ends justify the means type mindset. Right. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I would, I would say that was something that I had to wrestle with and something I've sort of balanced in my life at this point, but it's something definitely that people should be careful about. Um, so there, in The Limitless, the movie that uh, I think inspired both of us, honestly. I mean, that that movie was really like, oh yeah, you know, there's something about him taking this and going to this place that he's so much more capable. I feel like I know that that is possible for myself, and that's kind of what really got me interested in it. And, you know, it leads you to the point the first motivation is kind of, for me, was to improve my life and to become more capable and better at, at, at everything I do. And in the movie, it's kind of what he started out you know he ended up you know getting laid and and you know finishing his book and you know getting monetarily you know getting money and stuff like that but then there's this point where he he when he dives into the ocean off of that big cliff and he's just like you know this has got to be something bigger right you know I'm I, I have all this capability and and I'm it's like a new world that I've entered into and I have all this uh, power to make change, and I want to use it for something bigger, right? So I wonder if you've gone through, I mean, I would say I, it's pretty obvious in the work that you do that you, you have, but I, I'd, I'd be interested to hear about that and kind of what you think that folks like us who are in this position, like what's our situation and what should we be focusing on?
1: Oh, so, I tend to think that personal, uh, personal development, divorced from genetic immortality, is meaningless.
0: Genetic, so, as in uh, passing on and also maintaining the the human race. You know, having children and yeah. passing. And the human race continuing to survive.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I tend to think. I tend to think that the personal development things that people do, um, the health stuff that people do, the uh, hobby, the self improvement hobbies that people have, should um, be stars in a galaxy that's rotating around. You know, like. Having kids and having you know having solid families that can um, that can perpetuate what what one is because that's um, yeah I tend to think uh, pragmatically that when people ask like what is the purpose of life and philosophers and artists and people doing psychedelics since time immemorial have been trying to figure out the the purpose of life and I tend to think that the purpose of life is what it is most apparently what we are most driven to do which is uh, yeah which is reproduction so I yeah that's kind of like my uh, North Star with mm-hmm. with with uh, most most things that I do with with pretty much uh, everything that I do
0: mm-hmm. yeah you've kind of uh, I mean you came from the the kind of the pickup world and you and you've kind of um, kind of gone to that place where, you're focused on having a kind of a traditional wife, you know, a very, uh, a wife that you don't have to worry about. She's going to be having eyes for anyone else. Like you have a really strong bond with each other and that your goal together is to have a normal life, you know, kind of like the traditional, uh, Christian type way of living, which I think is really good. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm 40 at this point, And, uh, I haven't pulled that off yet, though. I do look at your example and I think, wow, he's doing he's doing the right thing. And uh, hopefully I'm able to pull that off in my life. So so that's cool. But what if so the world's in a certain situation right now where your children are going to be you know, living in this world. And uh, depending on what data points you're looking at, it does look it can look kind of dire. Uh, you know what I mean? So. Uh, This is something you've talked about recently. You did a video a couple years ago, I think on New Year's around Christmas, where you're talking about how we're in the solstice of humanity or of civilization. So uh, I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit. And um, like, where do you think we are in that situation? And do you really think at this point, are you seeing signs that we're, you know, coming out of the winter into the spring? So
1: first, I'm sorry, I have to... First, ask you: Is there another dog following your dog in the background?
0: Oh, there's two dogs. There's Charlie and Shadow.
1: Oh, okay. It, it, I think maybe one of the maybe Shadow. Oh, okay. Well, they're both boys, so they're not going to mm-hmm. be uh, successful in 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 genetic immortality.
0: Probably not. Yeah.
1: I, I was I was curious <laughs> if that was what was if that was what was going on Did in the, the in dog? the background. Did you see the no, the other. Sorry, babe. Sorry, babe. The other dogs are. Uh, <laughs> they're they're probably probably smelling each other's butts, you know, mm. you know, that's, that's what, what they, they do. That's, that's what they wake up and do. <laughs> yeah. So uh, thanks. Thanks for bringing up the uh, winter solstice of civilization video that I did, which was a 10 minute speech that I published on Christmas day of 2020. And my, my, uh you know as uh, as as men we try to um look at a world with as few filters as possible um in between what we take in and the way that the world is we would we we'd rather know about the uncomfortable sordid uh corrupted state of things and in Boy, in 2020, it was seeming like the world was going in this uh, really negative kind of direction, um, and it, the situation does not seem to have improved a whole lot um, by now. But what I was saying in the video is that I was saying that the on a pragmatic on a pragmatic level, there's there's all the all sorts of great political commentators out there Uh, and but I focus on the pragmatic and for me the most important thing is resisting comfort it's fighting against comfort because in the past when human beings have been enslaved since since time immemorial and in the past it was shackles around one's feet, ankles, shackles around one's wrists. But now we are enslaved with comfort. And the more that one can resist comfort, the more that one can exercise comfort from one's life, the more you are able to claw back the God-given freedoms that the vile forces of globalism and postmodern delusional insanity, the more freedoms that they are trying to take from us, the more we claw those back, the more that we habituate and embrace comfort, even arbitrarily.
0: Yeah. So there's this cycle where strong men make good times, good times make weak men, weak men make bad times. But if we can Resist the allure of comfort right and kind of maintain some level of discomfort in our life Maybe we can stave off the extremities right the extreme Cycles that that naturally will put us into but it looks like most of the world really has embraced comfort And so we will be thrown on a greater scale into a pretty uncomfortable situation um, and maybe we'll pull out of it, you know, depending on how you're looking at it, 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 it can look like there's no, there's no, um, no pull up from this nosedive. So do you, are you optimistic about it?
1: Oh, yes. Uh, long-term optimistic, short-term pessimistic. What I foresee is, um, Western civilization, uh, America, in particular, um, the uh, probably humanity as as a whole, somewhat being pushed through a an evolutionary funnel in the coming in the coming. It, it'll probably be it'll probably take decades. It probably won't be in a year or two. It'll probably take decades of humanity being pushed through this evolutionary uh, funnel, and there is going to be a tremendous amount of death unprecedented death is going to be seen on this planet but what's going to emerge from that is an extremely it is going to there's going to be small groups of extremely fit uh civilized people and i think their descendants will conquer the stars
0: yeah, I think you're right, man. I feel actually really optimistic about it when, when I when I think about it. But I just feel like we do have to focus on getting through this time. And, you know, for me, my strategy is to kind of go live outside in the desert underneath a tarp that's in my backpack. And, um, it, you know, the idea of having children in a time like this is really scary for me. So I'm wondering, I mean, I, I assume, I, I don't know if you specifically said it at any point that you're planning to have children but i just assume it basically by everything else you say so i assume you feel comfortable having children in this situation is that right
1: yeah that that's that's what me and miss roseland are are doing like every night so nice yeah and a lot of that a lot of that has to do with where i live it there's okay there's a uh channel I follow. There's this dude, he calls himself the um, nomad capitalist. And and he's got actually, he has kind of an optimistic message, which is that there's, in, inside of the United States, if you're living in the United States, uh, where I'm from, I'm a Coloradan, um, th- things, th- things, th- the, uh, things look really negative. Things look really negative. If you, yeah, if, if you're in uh, the United States, Australia, UK, Germany right now, and you're a red pilled, uh, awake kind of person, things look really negative. But there's there's a lot of countries where where things are pretty normal, actually. And here in Bulgaria, where I live, I feel uh, I've lived here several years now. And I feel really confident about raising a family here. Um, I would not want to raise a family in the United States. I wouldn't want to get married in the United States because of the incentives that the legal system sets up. But yeah, there's it's it's in inside of these uh, the quote-unquote first world developed uh, neoliberal countries things are really going off the rails. But like if, if 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 there's if if there's a person out there, if there's a, a guy like us, I assume your audience skews male largely. I so. yep. <laughs> um, like there's there's like nice, uh, decent like girls, Croatian girls, just like hanging out in their boring little <laughs> villages somewhere there in <laughs> Croatia. Like they're waiting and there's like there's a good life beckoning there in some little uh in some little sunny uneventful corner of the corner of the world damn that
0: sounds amazing
1: (laughs) yeah 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 that probably sounds better than well it's probably as cold you're in new mexico so yeah the climate you face is probably not all that different than than croatia but yeah um i believe in like uh in in you know, trying to go places where there's going to be a bit more, uh, freedom, where there's going to be some normalcy maintained and, uh, where I live. Yeah. I feel super optimistic about, uh, my future here with my wife, um, people in, yeah, like people in like New York, like I, I wouldn't blame them for not being optimistic about the future, but fortunately it's, it's not that hard to move around the world
0: these yep. days. Well, that's that's great to hear. And also you've kind of touched on a little bit, the um, there's another biohacking world and that's basically the sexual biohacking world and, and tantra and stuff like that, and and uh, semen retention, and all that type of stuff. Uh, I have a lot of experience and a lot of study and interest in that type of stuff. And, I, and you've written a book on it, uh, I think called How to Not Stick Your Dick in a Blender. Is that right?
1: That is the subtitle of the book, the entire title is, Don't Stick Your Dick in a Blender, How to Meet a Nice Girl Instead from a Tantric Husband with a Better Sex Life than You, Kaylin.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) I, I would agree. I think you're correct about that. Since my sex life, you don't really have a sex life, but you're living out in the wilderness underneath a tarp. So uh, things will have to change. But anyways, you sent me the, you sent me the book and I'm going to be listening to that. And, uh, hopefully we can have a conversation about that. I think we have a very interesting conversation because despite not currently having a sex life, I actually have had one and I do have experience with the things that you're generally talking about. So I think that'll be really interesting. And, uh, also if people just want to skip ahead of that conversation and get a hold of your book uh, they can get it on your website and I think much cheaper than you'd expect uh, a book to be because you're selling it directly so what's what's your website where can they find that and, and how do they learn more about you It is
1: limitlessmindset.com. and I sell my book exclusively there because it was censored on Amazon and uh, it is $8.99, and that includes the audiobook. It's about an 18-hour audiobook, and then the physical book is about 500 pages. So I I wrote a really thorough book on this whole topic of dating and seduction. Most books in the relationship dating category are about or about half that length. But I, yeah, I just wanted to get a lot more um, detailed on like some of the different uh, advanced social dynamics strategies. And then I had three chapters in there specifically on cultivating oneself as a tantric man, which is a, it's it's a full spectrum loyalty hack. It enables you to be a more loyal partner. And then it elicits more loyalty out of her. So I think that's one thing that I really hope that more men can devote themselves to. It's a, it's a little bit of work. It's a little bit of work, but it can result in just some, some brilliant, beautiful relationships. And it can result in like, you're a normal guy, you're hooking up every once in a while, you think you got a pretty decent sex life, but then once you start to, you habituate some of the uh, Taoist practices, and then if you can find uh, a decent woman, if you can find a real good woman, someone worth committing to, oh, um, it's going to um, imbue your life with uh, such joy, beauty, optimism, uh, zest,
0: yeah, I, I hear you, and uh, I think for me, the 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 female psychology is kind of the the aspect that a lot of men have trouble with, and it's very easy to see the uh, female psychology as you know, there's the the miked out crowd, you know, have they have a very specific way of looking at this, and um, it's not like they're it's not like they're wrong, but it, it's that they're kind of missing a, a certain element of. Well, it's not necessarily bad that they think about this way. And there's ways for you to come into the relationship and be a man. Basically, being what a man should be is the answer, right? The problem is that you weren't a man. So, anyways, that's just my view on it. So, uh, Yeah, well
1: said.
0: Yeah, so, cool. Well, I hope that we get to have that conversation. And if anyone wants to check out your book and all the other videos you're doing, I'll link to them, your website, and also your Odyssey channel and any other links that you – Want and I don't want to say that I feel like this was a really great, fun conversation, and uh, thanks for coming on.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I watched several of your uh videos after you contacted me, and I saw, I, I, I you know, I hear from I see all these people that are in the uh. The uh, I don't know the alt tech sphere that are kind of uh, red pilled conservative kind of people whatever whatever you kind of call it maybe you're not I don't even know if you're conservative actually but yeah people that are just um, vigorously committed to uh, truth and to you know being uh, a dissident to you know standing against. This uh, whirlwind of uh, neoliberal fascism that seems to be crashing upon us all. I, I follow a lot of people, but when when I saw you, I said, "Wow, here is a guy that's like taking that uh, that that disgust and that resistance towards the shoddiness of modernity and and he's taken it all the way to the extreme. He's taking it. <laughs> All the way to uh, the, the the craggy crypt cliffs behind you. So, yep. um, yeah, I'm I'm fascinated by people that that take things to the to the to the extreme. You'll you'll be in a minority, but you'll uh, you'll 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 be remembered. You make you make an impression.
0: Yeah, um, go go ahead.
1: I I yeah. So I was going to I, I was going to ask you on this on this topic, if we can leave people with a a couple of themes here, Uh, first of all, people, yeah, people should, if they haven't, they should try nootropics. Um, They should try the adaptogens because they are pretty awesome. They will help people to have a bit more motivational fuel to make 2022 a better year for them. And then kind of secondly, as a theme, you know, that we want to encourage people to to uh, exercise, to remove the com- the comforts from their lives. And so maybe you can describe concisely where you started removing comforts from your life. And maybe you can even tell us like what this year is looking like for are you gonna re- do you have any remaining comforts in your life? <laughs>
0: where they all gone so, at this point? So uh, I would say the point when I started working in this direction, I you know I lived on Lake Washington in an apartment. I had a brand new car, you know I was making you know ninety grand a year as a producer, a uh, nice girlfriend, all you know all the you know just niceties of modernity. And I just I decided I wanted to go live in a year on a permaculture farm, and you know so I did that for a year and a half. And I then I was like, well, I want to push it even farther, so I went and lived in my truck in the middle of the desert in Arizona. You know, and then, you know, eventually I'm where I am now. And, you know, yesterday, it's funny, I just made another big step. I've, I got a hot tent, you know, it's a a tent which you can have a wood stove in. And for the winter, so I'd be able to, you know, have some comforts. And I was just like, this is way too comfortable. You know, I just, you know, everyone thinks that I'm crazy just to even be doing that. But I'm just like, this is too much. This is this is too much luxury. So uh, I basically said, well, I'm not going to live in this anymore. I'm going to do a video about this pretty soon. I'm going to go live under my tarp. And so last night I, I slept under my tarp and I'm kind of set to do that for the rest of the winter. And I plan to minimize all the way under down to the point tarp. where, yeah, it's under a tarp. So there's camping tarps are you, that are ultra light. Are
1: you going to freeze?
0: No. No, I, you know, I've kind of you kind of figure all of this stuff out and um you know, you have your your sleeping set up which and your and your clothes and you combine those together and you just never get cold, you know, as long as it doesn't drop below ther- uh, 0 Fahrenheit. So Yeah, I'm not worried about that at all and this um, my goal this year is to basically start have everything that I need in my backpack. And, and even with enough food to like live out here and and walk around and travel nomadically for two weeks at a time. So that's, 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 that's my goal for this year.
1: Wow. Yeah. You're, you're taking things, you're
0: taking things to the extreme. You you may,
1: you may may pull back, you may pull back. Oh, I think I
0: probably will pull back at some point, you know, because, you know, even though I feel like. In my mind, I felt like I had to psychologically give up on the idea of kids because I got burned so many times. And we can talk about that at some point. But um, I'd still feel like, you know, at some point I may need to go and have a more stable situation so that I can have a family. So, but, uh, you know, first I'm going to go to this, this, this extreme, extreme, you know, we'll see how far I go. I might be just naked in the desert with a loincloth, but uh, I'm (laughs) sure even if I go there, I'll come back. Right. I'll, I'll come back.
1: You'll get some good stories out of it so that's right why why not
0: yep cool all right well i'm looking forward to talking to you again and thanks for coming on and uh yeah i'll see you next time yep
1: okay talk to you later all Bye right
0: then. take care jonathan bye-bye thanks for watching if you'd like to see more content like this head on over to moderndaywizards.org and if you're wondering how can you be a wizard well all you got to do is seek truth and share it.